0: I'm your host, Bibbs, and here we're going to talk about music, inspiration, life, and everything in between. Now, here we go in three, two, one.
1: Hey guys, today we're joined with Natalie. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. (laughs) All right. Do you want to start us off with a little intro? Tell us a little bit about you.
2: Um, well... As mentioned, my name is Natalie, and I sing, I play bass, and I play piano, along with I dabble in a few other things, but nothing major. And I go to School of Rock. I'm currently a student. Um, I've had a few side projects, most notably with my friend Kira. We have a little duo. Um, yeah.
0: <laughs> you want to talk about that little duo and how that got started and like how that's all working right now?
2: Yeah, so right now we're actually kind of on a, a pause um, because it's the end of my senior year. I'm doing my last two School of Rock shows and BSB stuff, but as soon as I graduate at the end of May, we are kicking things back up again, um, but it got started. Obviously, um, like I mentioned before, I was in School of Rock, or I still am, and Kira is an ex-School of Rock student, um, and we met through there and became good friends, and sometime last year we were like oh like we should post a cover of something on instagram and then we were like oh we should keep doing this i think we could get gigs and you know do it so <laughs> so
1: what have you done with it um i know you've done a few gigs locally um but yeah i want to talk a little bit about where it's gone and kind of what you see for it in the future
2: well the tricky th- is I am going away to college at the end of August. So our goal is this summer to get as many local gigs as possible, kind of make a little money, do some, just get out there, you know, and have fun. It's not super, super serious because Kira is also going away to Philly. Um, But we've done a few local gigs just trying to establish ourselves as like hey, we can do this, like, if anyone's interested, like, let okay. us know, <laughs> like, that kind of stuff. So, yeah.
1: So that was, that's your duo, and then I know you're also in School of Rock. I had a question about what do you prefer? Do you prefer working one-on-one with someone? Do you prefer being, like, a solo artist or, like, a whole band? Do, you, like, that whole band production? It,
2: like, all, <laughs> if that's an option. Um, I really, really love performing with a band like a lot it's one of the best feelings ever and i'm sure bibs understands that um (laughs) and but i also when i write or when i'm recording i usually like to work by myself um mainly because i'm shy (laughs) about like what ideas i'm putting out there to other people um the duo thing is really nice but when it comes down to it like if i had to like do something for the rest of my life it would be full band full band yeah
1: and do you see yourself in a full band being like vocalist or I know you also play bass so is
2: there something you lean more towards honestly it's I it's a little tricky I really really love singing but I'm sure a lot of people get this who sing like I don't like my own voice Um, so I don't know what challenges that would present if I were to go as like a vocalist forever Mm -hmm. Um, but I think having like the opportunity to like I would probably do vocals just because I'm like a mediocre bassist. like you know there's there's other people who should take my place in a band (laughs) right um you
1: mentioned how you write what do you write do you write like lyrics are you writing
2: like music I do like Full songs okay um, awesome I've been taking a lot of influence from the Alabama shakes recently. I like um I really like their their style um but not too heavy influence um but yeah, I write lyrics and like full songs, and um I kind of grab other people when I can um like I can't play drums for the life of me, mm-hmm. so I'll text bips and be like. Hey, working on this. Watch out for this in the future because I'm gonna need you to record something. Mm -hmm. Or same thing with guitar. Like I could play basic chords, but if I have an idea that's way more complex, I'll hit up a friend and be like, "Hey, can you do this for me?" Right. So that's kind of how that goes.
0: So you you were talking about the the influence that you have like recently. So like overall, like I know personally, but like overall, like what are some other influences? that you have like like more major influences that like not just impact what you're doing like currently but like overall with like all writing all playing
2: you know the number one answer will always and forever be floyd <laughs> he's pointing to a floyd poster on the wall <laughs> yep um they are just my all-time favorite band they have been for years i love everything they've done like ever so yeah definitely all-time floyd
0: what would be the next next <laughs> influence?
2: I guess like I'll throw out a couple. Um I really... like
0: even though people have like like a lot of times one top influence, it's not like um they sound just like that. They pull from a lot of different things. So like like name like your top five.
2: Okay. Well, other than the two I've already mentioned, I'm gonna go I really like how ween doesn't stick to one genre Mm. um i like music nowadays to me like all artists are kind of sticking to their one thing um so when i write i try to not put myself in a box and like from i get that from ween um (laughs) what else radiohead for Mm. lyrics a hundred percent like the way they mean something different to everyone else they're not so clear and like This is what I'm trying to say to you. It's this is how I'm feeling. How does it make you feel? Like, you know what I mean? It's more of a...
0: Tool is a lot like that, too. Yeah.
2: Yeah, 100%.
0: What they do on their... I don't know if you notice, but on all of their albums, like, you know how some bands, when they release, like, um, a physical album or, like, CD, on the inside, they'll have, like, a paper that has, like, all the lyrics and stuff? Yeah. Tool doesn't do that because, like, one thing with Maynard is if you hear a lyric wrong, he wants you to believe whatever that lyric is to be what that is in your own head
2: yeah that's kind of that's exactly so like it what with I changes for each
0: individual person
2: yeah I think music is so personal to the listener yeah. that the artist shouldn't be unless you're obviously writing like a political song or like something like that like the meaning of the song shouldn't be so clear and written out for the yeah. listener
0: I, I'll uh I'm gonna say a little quote that that's uh <laughs> from from Dave Grohl you might know but it's oh. like a. If you play a song to 10,000 people, they're going to sing it back to you for 10,000 different reasons.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. So do you think you write for yourself or kind of for others?
2: Like yeah, 100% for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but the beauty of writing for yourself is that it can help others or relate right. to others. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I guess both. Yeah. But like I mainly write to deal with like my feelings and yeah. my thoughts. and With your personal projects, like the
1: stuff that you write...
2: Um, is
1: that like are you wanting to share that with other people is that your goal is it just kind of like like you were saying you write it for yourself
2: (sighs) that's so i'm very very shy when it comes to sharing something i've created being involved in such like a a musically talented community here um with like bibs and all his bands and everyone else and all their bands I am definitely super critical and judgmental on myself and what I put out. Um, So as of now, I haven't really shared much, but I am working on an album um, that maybe I'll release. If not, I don't know. It'll just sit there, which is not good. (laughs) Can you give us a little sneak peek? Like, what's the vibe? Well, to get into it, um, I'm writing it to deal with my feelings of, grief, right? Um, But the way I want it to go is, like, it's going to be a concept album, and I want people to experience different stages of grief, but not so directly. Mm -hmm. Like, nowhere in there do I want to say anything like, this is grieving, or, like, these are the stages. Like, I want the music and the kind of cryptic lyrics to speak for themselves Mm -hmm. and like whether you're grieving a loss or a relationship or a friendship like I want it to be more like universal Mm
0: -hmm. that's really interesting that I actually uh I know an artist that um did something like that but it wasn't just like like an album it was like um throughout like five or six albums it was like one large like kind of concept but it was like there's no lyrics for the entire thing it was just the concept is heard all through music by itself and um it's the the stages of going through dementia over the the like uh the six or seven albums he has like the entire album start to finish it's basically like one song it's like one constant listen and as it gets through it's like going through stages of dementia. It's like as you get from like the start of the album everything is kind of clear and towards the end of it, it's like there's an eerie unclearness throughout the album where it's, like, it's still music, but, like, you, there's something off about. It. And the next album kind of picks up where that leaves off. And it's still so weird because, like, the first album that he put out, it's, like, beautiful, like, big band jazz. It's, like, 40s big band jazz, and it's, like, really good. And then, like, towards, like, the second last album, it's, like, it could be, like, background music for, like, a horror movie. So yeah. it's, like, you could hear little bits of, like, oh, that's, like, maybe a really distorted trumpet, but, like, you can't really make it out. And towards the end of it, it's, like, it's almost like listening to, like, white noise that's, like, not white noise. It's just, like, a full band distorted, like, as far as you could make it.
2: Yeah. No, my favorite example of something like that in a single song is How to Disappear Completely by Radiohead. So, if you listen to it from the start and you don't pay attention to the lyrics... Um It starts very beautifully with like strings and an acoustic, and um towards the end, the string arrangement is just it the song evokes such a feeling of anxiety within you, and by the end, it's like everything is falling apart, yeah, um, and then there's like a little moment of clarity where the strings um kind of calm down and are on this sort of like major suspension um and then it goes back to the chaos, and that's how the song kind of ends. Um, and on top of Tom York's, like, awesome haunting vocals, the song is, like, when I'm feeling anxious and I need to, like, let something go, that is, like, the number one song I would mm. listen I would listen to.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, um, I know, um, Nine Inch Nails, their late, latest few albums are kind of like that.
2: I haven't listened to any of their new stuff. I,
0: I listened to all of them. I haven't listened to it, like, entire songs start to finish, but I've listened to, like, little like snippets here and there because I wanted to just like kind of catch the overall vibe of it and like it's literally just like a there's a oh, there's two albums it's like locust and like ghost or something like that I th- I, th- I could be wrong but it's like their names are something like that but it's like one of them it's like it's almost like movie background music but it's like the one is like the completely opposite vibes one's like really happy and like nice and gentle and like soft and the next one's like horror movie like Backing tracks like 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 soft screeching here and there, like eerie like white noise kind of going on, like yeah. footsteps and like doors slamming and stuff like that. Like I think that's like something
2: that. that's not done or talked about enough anymore with modern music. Is like yeah. how powerful the music itself could be. Um, yeah, I feel like everything's so focused on the voice and the lyrics um, that we don't really hear we don't really get that same connection with the actual music anymore.
0: That's something that uh, she has to work up to. I know. Because she's not a a fan of music that doesn't have any lyrics.
1: Yeah, not at all. Like, if if there's no
0: lyrics, she finds, like, no connection with it.
1: Really? Yeah. I just think, like, I, I listen to music for the lyrics, you know, and... Like, that's how I get my story with the music. And so, if I can't sing along with it as well, you know, I think that's difficult for me to listen to it.
0: Because yeah. I listen
1: to music to be able to sing along with it and get that feeling when I'm singing, you know. Like,
0: I, I was at that spot at, at a at a point, but the way I kind of, like, got myself through that point to really not listen to what the direct meaning is like the lyrics and vocals is a lot of classical music because that's all of classical music it's getting a story across getting emotion across through the music by itself without any words like I can
1: appreciate it I just don't think like I'm gonna put that song on like in my own time like today um, my brother and I were listening to Beartooth which we we both love but there was one song that was just instrumental and the whole time I'm like waiting for the lyrics to come on and it's just like you know not happening (laughs) and i was not feeling the song and he's like but you love this band and i'm like i know but like (laughs) i love the music
2: when they're singing i i went through that too but (laughs) i've evolved to singing instrument parts like in the car (laughs) like a guitar i know Bibbs has heard this before oh yeah but like any you'll, guitar you'll be doing like a like,
0: like a you'll do like a vocal take of like the guitar solo yeah
2: it's so funny you'll like
0: my like copy it, you'll, you'll be like let me do like the harmony below it <laughs> yeah <laughs> or like above it
2: no and you're like trying to
0: copy like the guitar but like how like, like like weird like harmony is going on with it and stuff like that no
2: it's so fun it's like i found it's like i went from a listener kind of in a place where you are where like i notice the music but i listen for the vocals Mm -hmm. to picking apart songs like without even realizing it like i'm like oh wow i like really hear that bass line and i Mm -hmm. can kind of like isolate it in my head while i'm listening to it and like then i can move to like other Mm -hmm. instruments and like that's just been from playing for so long and like listening for so long at a certain point it's like you get it kind of like yeah, <laughs> I think it's also because I'm not like a musician, so like being, I can being appreciate a musician it,
1: does sound, help with listening to yeah, music a lot. Like I'm not gonna lie, I never hear the bass in a song. I, don't I, worry, most I people can't, don't. Yeah, <laughs> most I people can't don't tell you. Like I couldn't be like, oh, the bass is going or it's not going. You know, um,
0: a, a lot of times with music, it's not necessarily something that you hear directly. But there's all, there's a lot of music where, like, the bass does stand out, but in a lot of music, it's more, you feel it, and it also makes the guitar and stuff blend really so well. So
2: well. And, like, you don't notice its presence, but you will notice its absence. Yeah. Like, yeah. a funny example is, <laughs> so I was driving home from rehearsal last night, um, from School of Rock rehearsal, and I was driving, and I got this call from my friend, who's also in the show, and she's like, Natalie remember levels by Nick Jonas and I was like I mean like a little bit but like not really and she's like you need to put it on right now Mm -hmm. because you need to listen to this groove and like the bass and like I had a stank face the entire song for a Nick Jonas song and I was like no way like let me listen to it right and I listened to it and I was like when I was at the age where I first heard this song I did not I didn't hear it as I do now. And, like, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, this is so much better than I actually thought it was, you know?
0: Yeah. Really quick, you said stank face. Yeah. Explain stank face to the audience.
2: When something is so good as, like, a musician, when you hear something that's so good, you kind of make a face that's, like, it's something gross, but it's a good thing. So, like, um, if you hear something that you really like and you could say like oh that's nasty or like oh like that kind of stuff you know that's gross and that's all good things and you kind of like scrunch up your face and like it means good things though
0: i would say i would say most of the time people get stank face over a groove if if it's groovy that's when people usually have stank face the most back to like i've never i've never heard of somebody going oh i got stank face at this point it's like me shredding
2: yeah no um, back to what you were saying about influences, one of the, like, the biggest genres I've been exploring a lot, um, in the past couple of years has been funk, and, oh my god. I've been there. Been I know, there. I know. You know I have my little, I had my, like, Sly in the Family Stone stage, and I, my Bootsy stage, and, like, oh my gosh, but when you hear something that's so tight and so groovy, you can't help but, like, make the stank face. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to music,
1: you like put on in the car does that is that the type of music you're making? Is it what you're feeling in the moment?
2: So, I do playlists by season, so in the winter, I'm like super depressing, and I listen to a lot of Radiohead and Jeff Buckley and Elliot Smith and Floyd. but uh, right now. I just finished making my summer playlist. I have a lot of Steely Dan and Talking Heads, The Eagles, Almond Brothers, Flaming Lips, Velvet Underground, Yes, mm-hmm. like a bunch of more um, happy stuff. Mm-hmm. But I definitely think what I listen to on, like it changes so often, like the from last summer to this summer, mm-hmm. from winter to now like everything changes um i think what influences me is the variety in itself like does that make sense yeah
1: (laughs) it seems like you listen to a lot of like iconic artists and bands and stuff how do you find new music and what are some modern artists that you think have the potential to become like some of the artists that you listen to now
2: Okay, so this is a little tricky, because the one thing I really, really struggle with is, um, finding new artists, like, force it, I have to force myself to listen to something that I know I will like, um, because, like, a lot of times, if I don't already know the song, I'll be like, oh, but I could just skip it and mm-hmm. go to the next one that I know I love, um, oh my gosh, not really new, um, Oh my gosh, I'm trying to think of the name. I feel Chase is going to kill me. (laughs) Like, (laughs) uh, Chase is my boyfriend for those who don't know. Um, Oh, uh, okay. So, the Fearless Flyers, right? Um, I think they're not everyone's cup of tea, and it's Corey Wong, right? And Mm -hmm. a legend. Um, But,. I definitely think if I do listen to new music, it's people that aren't going to necessarily launch into the mainstream, but people who are like targeting that community um, of people who don't necessarily listen to the mainstream. I've been also kind of on like a, like I've been listening to a lot of Esperanza Spaulding and she's not necessarily new, um, but she's newer than the rest Mm -hmm. of the music I listen to. And I think like, I definitely need to push myself to get into more modern music, especially wanting to go to college and pursue music and have a Mm -hmm. career in music. Um, But I definitely do appreciate new artists um, and even pop music, like whether or not I like to admit it, (laughs) Um, especially like my sister um, helps with that. The biggest Harry Styles fan (laughs) you will ever meet in your life
0: I don't know um, about that. She's a pretty big Harry Styles fan, too.
1: I would say uh, when I was a directioner. I mean, I will forever <laughs> and always be a directioner, but, like, when I, my whole room, like, bedspread one direction, I had, like, the six-foot uh, cardboard cutout of Harry Styles. Like, every poster covered every wall, you know? That was, like, my my big Harry Styles moment. Still, like, I appreciate his music, but, um, I
0: love his music. Unfortunately,
1: Me now too. I know I can't marry him, so I think <laughs> I've had to take a
2: step back. No, but he... you like, I'm a step
0: back from Harry no, Styles? No, no, I'm
2: taking a step back from my love <laughs> to Harry Styles. He is pushing pop music in the direction that I like it to mm-hmm. be in. Like oh, yeah. Even some of his not more rocky songs, yeah. like he's very much like a rocky pop artist, mm-hmm. um, like Boyfriends, right? It's the acoustic and the harmonies and all that... I also, (laughs) so it's, it's beautiful. And I love the direction he is shaping with his like huge following. He's shaping people to be more appreciative Mm -hmm. of not just pop music, like straight up pop, you know, not like, yeah. Um, Which I feel like all of the other um,
1: guys in the band have just gone straight pop music. Like if you listen to Louis, like Nile, whatever, whatever. the one song that Liam came out with that got big, it's all just, like,
2: terrible, trendy pop. So something that has been really, like, opening my eyes, um, Aaron Desner, right? So growing up, my mom loved The National, um, and I have a very soft place for them in my heart, but one of the members of The National helped on Taylor Swift's albums. He just recorded the new Ed Sheeran, album and like i kind of like said to myself a little while ago i was like i need to stop judging these people for being something that i don't want them to be and start appreciating these artists for doing what they do um and i think knowing that aaron desner worked on those really helped me like kind of come out of this all oh, pop music sucks mm. and if you like it you're not a real music listener person <laughs>
0: yeah something that i've um kind of noticed with like listening to a lot of more like modern mainstream pop is that um just like how like back in the i'm gonna say back in the day but that's like (laughs) 40 years before my day but like back when like rock was like the biggest genre it got big and then started branching out a lot and then as it branched out more people started um having hard times following all of it so it kind of died down a little bit I think the same thing's gonna happen with pop because I'm noticing 100%. it's it starting. Like, it blew up in the 2000s. Blew up, got really big. Both like rap and hip hop and pop. but With pop, it's starting to branch out more. Like, um,
2: we have like Phoebe Bridgers doing her own thing. Yeah, but,
0: like even like like bigger like mainstream like like Lady Gaga. Oh, she, I she,
2: love Lady Gaga. She's
0: going jazz now.
2: Oh, well, it's she, so good. She's going back jazz. Didn't she start out as a jazz yeah. artist? Yeah, I mean well, she she
0: started out. And like leds up on cover band.
2: Classically trained pianist, right?
0: Was she a classically trained pianist?
2: I mean, oh my god. If you haven't, you need to listen to her cover, or not her cover, it's her song. Her rendition of Paparazzi, where it's just her and her piano. It's insane. It's something, like, I've never... It's so... She's so unique, her voice mm-hmm. and her style and her personality. Um... And, like, it's the best thing I've ever listened to. Especially mm-hmm. a song that's so, like, 2000s pop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, When she does it with just her and her piano, you're, like, in shock. I, I also have, love Miley Cyrus. Yes. And, Ooh, like, yeah. And, like, she's
1: a pop queen who, like,
0: I feel her, like her she's, voice is so unique. I feel like she's kind of going in the, the direction of, like, almost, like, grungy.
2: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Like, she's going to, like, grungy pop. Like, Harry Styles is kind of, like... Pop rocky kind of, and like like very
2: indie sounding, very hopeful. indie
0: sounding, pretty that's experimental genre, too.
2: Yeah, the genre like indie is making such a big comeback. Oh yeah, everyone's in love with cigarettes after sex in the nineteen seventy five. I, I, th- I
0: think Australian indie is the one that brought it back. A- Aussie indie, that's like the Tim and Paula. <laughs> yeah, but like um. Like, even, like, other pop, though, like, Ed Sheeran is oh, doing, yeah. like, a, like a, almost, like, a Paul McCartney approach. Oh, like, yeah. all, like, acoustic-y, like, I solo stuff. I like the stuff. direction
2: things are going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um,
0: but, like, one thing I'm wondering is, like, as it spreads out, and, like, when things spread out, it's harder to like the overall thing So there's, there's so much difference between, like, one thing and the other. So I wonder what's going to be the next thing that comes out.
2: Like, the next.
0: That's going to be, like, blow up and be the big thing.
2: See, a lot of AI stuff I've music. noticed. No. Oh, please, <laughs> No. Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. noticing, so just like fashion goes through trends where it's like minimalist, maximalist, and like throughout the decades, music kind of, I feel like, is kind of following that trend. Um, I feel yeah. like things are getting a lot more stripped back. We went from mm-hmm. like the 2000s uh, club scene kind of pop music to, um, I don't know, like... The pop music we know from, like, the 2010, yeah. 2016, like, yeah. between that time and the boy, band era, era, the you boy know. band era. And now, like, the people who are rising up, like, mm. uh, like I said, Phoebe Bridgers yeah. and, like, Taylor Swift has been doing a lot more stripped back stuff. Yeah. And um, even, like, the Arctic Monkeys, just th- mm. their new album is a lot more jazzy than I yeah. ever would have expected from them and everything's kind of taking a step back, so I think if something new does kind of form, it's not going to be, like, rock was very loud, pop was very, like, Mm -hmm. loud, I think something's coming where it's going to be a lot more laid back.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I listen to a lot of that, like, granola indie, I guess you mm -hmm. could call it, you know, and I think a lot, like, a lot of artists. I mean, like, obviously, Lumineer's huge, mm-hmm. but even artists like um, Noah Kahn is, like... Oh, he's so up. good. It's just him and his guitar, you know? And, like, that's the music I love. And you're talking about stripped back. Just, like, a lot of artists are just coming with a single instrument in there. Like, it's just them. And I... It's it's this just, like, comforting sound, you know? And I... It's... I don't know, like... That's the kind of music that, like, it's not this crazy pop, like, jump around and all this stuff, but it just, like, that's the music that makes me feel just, like, happy.
2: And the thing is, you don't need that sort of, like, jump up and down, yeah. be in the club or mm. in the mosh pit, where whatever you like, right? You don't need that to necessarily evoke the same feelings. Yeah. Like, sometimes, like, I was talking about that Lady Gaga the paparazzi version where it's just her and her piano and like i always get so happy and so energetic Mm -hmm. after listening to it because i'm like oh my gosh this is so good and it doesn't need to be a full band or um too much going on too many layers too Mm. many tracks to really get you going like you know Um, I had a question so you talked
1: about you know you're a senior in high school right you're about to go off to college and you're also you have this duo that you're sometimes working on you're in school of rock and all this stuff how do you balance it all especially being a a musician and like knowing you're gonna do music right but then still having to focus on like writing essays and doing all of this stuff that's like you know it's not going to contribute to like what you're going to do in the future how do you do
2: it it's hard Mm (laughs) um i'll say that i mean i'm i've always been more of a high academic achiever i'm in three ap classes this year ap gov ap psych and ap lit Mm -hmm. um i've taken ap i took an ap class last year i've taken a lot of honors so i've always kind of is it brit lit no oh really it's just are you lit yeah
1: i took ap print and i didn't know if they offered oh, i, didn't know I they don't have that. that that's All cool right. yeah
2: um speaking of though i love my lit teacher like mm-hmm. so much his name uh is mr Nabavian, and he majored in english and philosophy and our whole class is just like discussions about like our morals and he makes us question like everything and i i sometimes <laughs> i leave his class and i'm like what just happened like mm-hmm.
0: Has there ever made you question if it's okay to eat people?
2: Um, no, but I've definitely That's a very questioned big moral that thing. myself. It's a like, very big moral thing. Like if I mean, you're like, on an island and yeah. it's two of you and there's it's just sand and there's absolutely no. But way also, to, it does something to your
1: body. Like
2: cannibals,
1: yeah. like mor- like they morph into like weird-looking creatures. That right like
2: a little bit like yeah, yeah. It d- it
0: i don't i don't think so i think no. that most cannibals are just tribal people i think okay, the thing good. here's <laughs> the thing though
2: what i think happens is if i were to eat another person just for my survival right and like i didn't like necessarily murder them <laughs> or mm-hmm. like like they volunteered or whatever i would be going through so many moral and psychological issues and concerns and I would feel so guilty that I would go insane and act like something I'm not and I think that's what happens with most Mm. cannibals unless you're one of those weird ones who like want to do it you Mm. know what I mean like those those people are gross (laughs)
1: but I mean like if it was already someone was already dead and I was in a survival situation I think that's different than like having to kill Kill, to survive you know and I know, like, how a lot of uh, cultures are very, like, spiritual with the meat they eat, you know? Mm-hmm. It, this is such a weird, you brought
2: up such a weird question. Uh, you got to take it to off the rails a little bit, get a little a interesting. Tangent.
1: But anyways, <laughs> Maybe, no. how are your classes? <laughs> I
2: mean, it's definitely a lot, right? Yeah. I'm in calculus this year, too, yeah. um, which I'm not doing well in, mm-hmm. um, but... I think like the biggest thing for me is having some sort of routine so like I'm at School of Rock Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday Um, and that takes up a lot of my time it's like a 25 minute drive from my house um, which isn't that bad but if you have ever been on 22 you know sometimes it can be an hour sometimes it can be 15 minutes like it takes It's such a guessing game, so you always have to leave early. So then I I get home from school. I let my dog out. I do homework, or I nap for five minutes. Mm -hmm. I go to school rock. I come home. I practice, eat, do homework, go to bed. And that's just, like, Mm -hmm. my whole schedule. And that's it. Like, it's definitely a lot of just planning and routine.
1: Looking back on, like, me in high school, I don't know how I did it (laughs) either. Because it was the same thing. It was, like, I was in... Uh, just about as many AP classes as you were, and then it'd be yeah, like all day of school. Then it'd be like a two to three hour rehearsal, and then it'd be right away to work until 10 p.m. And then the, I had a 30 minute drive home, and like just thinking about that, it's I get crazy. Out. Yeah, it's I get burnout just thinking about it. But so commend you for being able to do that. You know, it's
2: easier for me. Like I have a lot of fr- older friends who Mm -hmm. have like gone through it like um like you guys for example like I see that like high school isn't gonna be forever right Mm -hmm. and I'm like okay I'll put in the work now I'll get myself to a good place and then I can explore what I want to do and try Mm -hmm. new things um as when it's done
1: yeah I it's a hard balance being like let's put in the work now but also like you want to enjoy your time. Oh, my gosh. You know, it's, it's been, very been very hard so to hard
2: use. lately. Yeah. I mean, I haven't even, like, I hung out with you guys for that Earth Day picnic. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really, I have no time yeah. for any of my friends. And I think mm-hmm. that's the hardest part. It's not my stress. It's not any of that. It's, I want to, I'm a very social person. I want to be with people mm-hmm. all the time. And when I'm so busy and I can't, it really takes a toll on me. Yeah, yeah.
1: But, but soon you will be you only have a few more weeks
2: yeah i'm done may 31st that's awesome yeah
1: and then now i know you plan to be in denver Mm -hmm. in the next few months right do you want to talk a bit about um what your move in music goals are out there
2: i'm so excited um so i'm leaving well i have to be there um august 15th for move in and um I'm majoring in recording arts with uh, they have like recording arts audition track and recording arts non-audition track. I chose to do the audition track so it's like um, I auditioned for vocals and I'm going to be sticking with a lot of um, curriculum with that as well as recording classes. Um, So that's going to be really excited or exciting (laughs) but the thing I'm most looking forward to is being around other people who care about music just as much as I do I want to start projects I want to explore the city and like their venues and like play there and I want to kind of make a little a place for myself um and I think my goal is to kind of see where it takes me don't put too much pressure on myself but put myself out there you know Mm
1: yeah do you plan uh be working or anything out there, or are you just strictly focusing on school and music.
2: I, I've been really kind of struggling with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if it's possible to find a job related to music in some way, um, that'll make it a lot easier. But I also like working, um, so if that doesn't happen, I might you know work somewhere on campus or at a restaurant or something, um, just to have like a little extra cash because you know Denver's expensive yeah um yeah yeah
0: <laughs> I, I was gonna say so you're really interested in like recording and in uh like mixing and stuff like that like what parts of both of those do you really enjoy that make you want to like do it as like a career
2: my with recording i think live sound like it's not really recording um But, like, sound-wise, I really like live sound. Um, I think it's super cool. um, And I think it's really, it's an important thing to have in your toolbox. Um, Mm -hmm. But the thing that kind of, like, got me hooked is the ability to do things 100% on your own. Um, I as I mentioned before, (laughs) I'm really shy when it comes to like sharing my own ideas. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think being able to fully record and mix and master my own songs is like a super, super important thing for me. Um, And I think being able to help other people, like I just love seeing all working with a bunch of different people with a bunch of different styles and all that kind of stuff. And being the person kind of in the background, you could say, mm-hmm. not really, but you know what I mean. Um, and just getting to experience what music means to them is a huge draw for me. Um, there's also the careers are on the up. Um, anything you can think of, there needs to be some sort of sound engineer. Video games, sound design is huge right now. Yeah. Even like uh, sports teams, right? You yeah. need someone running the sound for those games. Everyone loves the little cheers and chants and songs, and there needs to be someone there. There needs to be someone at every concert you go to, you know? Um, I movies think and stuff, too. Movies, commercials, uh, podcasts even. There's jobs. Yep. People make little jingles. It's kind of like podcasts is the new radio, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's jingles and openings and being able to to – know that there's job opportunities also like really lured me in
1: so when you're working with like you're going to be working with a bunch of different artists you know how do you combat creative differences
2: I feel like I'm a very I'm a very easy person but I'm also a very opinionated person I think my best approach is I try to be as nice to people as I possibly can um let's say I'm working with bibs and he's like no I really want there to be a lot of reverb on this I'll be like oh I totally get why you would do that like this stylistic choice of it but I definitely think we should tone it down a bit just because once we get it all in the the same thing it might get a little muddy like once you put it um with the rest of the band um and I, I'll kind of be like, I totally get what you're saying. Why don't we find a compromise? Or why don't I show you what I'm talking about and we can work it out from there? Mm-hmm. Like stuff like that. Um, yeah. yeah. I try to be like super nice and like validating mm-hmm. because if the roles were reversed, I wouldn't want someone being like, no, you're just wrong.
1: Yeah. yeah. And I think like you could be like, okay, this is what it sounds like your way and then this is what it sounds like my way. Which, which do you like better, you know? Yeah. And then it'll speak for itself. And
2: overall, like, it's the artist's choices, mm-hmm. like I hate um I hate when I work with someone, and it's kind of just like um, let's say I ask someone to do a guitar part for me, and they take too many creative liberties without discussing them. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, overall, you can do that, but then you're not gonna be right. working with me because I have this idea, mm-hmm. you're doing me a favor. it's not a do du- like a dual project, yeah, like. I think um, that's a, a huge thing like uh, yeah
1: I think that's so hard because like if someone you know like everyone has their own vision for things but especially if you're just like this is my project and like I just need your help with it like this is exactly what I want I mean we talked about like Fiverr you know the website where you like um, buy pretty much services from someone else like in that aspect, like they're not taking their creative liberties, no. you know, and so I there's think there's a like, time and a
2: place, yeah,
1: exactly. And I think the same thing goes, um, in any situation, it's hard with friends or like people you know, acquaintances, um, especially if you've worked with them in a creative way before in like a band setting or whatever to be like, This is just my solo project, just like help me with it. I could see that being difficult,
2: but the. The good thing is, like, um, well, if it is, like, your project and you have such a specific thing that you want someone to do, be so open and honest mm-hmm. about it. In no way would I be like, hey, like, I don't really know what I want you to do for this. Maybe you could just listen to it and, like, here are the chords and figure something out. I'd be like, no. Hey, can you do this exact thing no. for me? Like, I, I, if I... But there's other times too where I'm like, hey, I'm I'm stuck here. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what to do. I think you're an amazingly talented musician. I want you to help me with this. Yeah. You know. There's other times where I'm like, please take all the creative liberties yeah. you want. Like
0: I've been on both ends of that being uh, in a band. <laughs> been like uh if we're writing something like I've been approached like, Hey, like I have this idea. How about you put your idea over it and see how it works? And I've also had it where it's like, hey, I have this idea. I want you to play exactly what I want on this thing. And if you can't do that, then I'll go to somebody else. I, I've been on both sides and of it. And I think
2: both are so respectable. Yeah. Right? Like you can't you can't dock someone for kind of wanting something a specific way. Yeah. You yeah. know? Um, so at
0: the end of it it's an it's an art form that like if it, if you're let's say you're not able to express yourself in a way that you're that you really want to like then you could like uh take more control over what you want to yeah. try to get out of it
2: yeah 100% i think that's like a super important thing to know too is like when is the time and place to either like put some creative creative liberties in or to kind of be like okay i will do this exactly mm-hmm. and like you kind of see the difference too i know you've talked about this before But between, like, directors at School of Rock, right? There's some who are like, hey, here's this bass part. Learn it note for note. And then there's others who are like, hey, get the main ideas down, but, you know, have fun with it. Like, all that kind of stuff. And I think both ways are super, super important. Because if you can't play something note for note, you shouldn't be kind of exploring other options Mm -hmm. with it. Uh I think it's really important to do both. So I'm not... No, one way is not better than the other, but it's really cool kind of to see how different people feel about that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, I think, like, art, there's, like, a technical side,
1: and then there's, like, a creative side, you know? Yeah. And, yeah, I think, like, the best artists are those who can um, do both. Yeah. You know, if you're given something, make it your own, but also be able to hit all, like, the technical things you need to to be able to right yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> I, I like i don't know how it goes uh i'm assuming from everything being said that it's like very much the same when it comes to music i know like in the dance world it's very much like there's technical dancers and then there's like very creative like abstract dancers and, and i'm sure and, um, the best are the yeah, ones who Yeah and do there's both. a time and a place you know like sometimes you need everyone to be doing the exact same thing or there's times where like you need to like you know express yourself so I guess it can be said like across the board with all art forms
2: and that's the thing too is art is so personal yeah and so (sighs) subjective Mm -hmm. um it's it's definitely it's I don't know it's it's a weird thing where there's there's so many technical aspects that go in but at the end of the day it's about Um, reaching out to people to relate to like the overall human experience right Mm -hmm. that's what kind of all our aims to do whether it's political experimental like straightforward and Mm -hmm. any art form yeah
1: that's why like collaboration is so important in art but also it's so difficult at Mm -hmm. the same time because like all of our minds are so different um but I think like If we don't collaborate and we just like kind of do our own things, you know, then it's not like there's no common ground, you know. There's, I think collaboration is also so important in a creative space. So important. Because you could just learn so
2: much. The best thing for like that I had kind of coming into being a musician um, was being surrounded by so many different people who are at different skill levels who Mm -hmm. like different kinds of music like i hated metal for the longest time until i became friends with bibs and daria and they were like hey it's not that bad (laughs) give it a listen and then i grew to like it you know um and it's it's definitely there's some influence like um I know I can't say every single thing I've ever listened to (laughs) has influenced me, but, like, there's so much you can learn from everyone and everything that collaboration is huge. It's so important. Yeah.
1: So, obviously, you collaborate a lot in School of Rock. Are there any shows that stand out to you that are like, that was such an amazing show, that was my favorite?
2: (sighs) There's, okay. So, when I was younger... Something the first time I really felt like I—I I don't want to say belonged there because I always did feel like I belonged there, but the first time I felt like I was not even good enough, but more like instead of a person who plays music, a person who is a musician, right? I feel mm-hmm. like there's a difference. Um, I don't know if you guys agree, but I fully agree. The mm-hmm. first show I felt like that was Led Zeppelin. Um, I don't think it was my best show, or uh, and I was pretty young, because um, I've been in School of Rock since 2015, um, which, if you guys remember, I'm a senior in high school, so I was pretty young. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like that show kind of got me out of my box um, and then kind of pushed me forward into wanting to be better and way more involved with music. And then I think my last show, Pink Floyd, was a very, very special moment for me. Um, Like I said previously, Pink Floyd is my all-time favorite band, Um, and Jason is a director at School of Rock, and he directed that show, and I've been working with Jason for years, and um, he's definitely up there on my favorite list, very, very high up there, because I think we work really well together. And he understands how much that show meant to me. And um, the I got to sing a song, Great Gig in the Sky.
0: Ooh. Um, I actually, uh, I've pulled up that song on here before and played it, so.
2: Yeah, no. And um, that was so special to me because that song really helped me when I was grieving um, the loss of my brother. So I had such a strong emotional connection to it, and it just... That show and getting up on stage and doing it in front of people and being vulnerable, like it really kind of propelled me even more than I already was. And it was just a season ago to be like, music is so powerful. This is what I want to do. Like, I need to work hard. Like, I mm. feel like I kind of lost track of where the, what the question was. But oh no! no okay, no, I was no, on no, track. No. Okay, I was like, I forget. Yeah, what, Yeah. <laughs>
1: what's your favorite show? Like. This okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: So d- I think definitely Pink Floyd, and it was also with my, my best friends. Like, um, uh, my first show ever at School of Rock, U2, I was with this kid, Ian, and now we're in BSV together. We're in the same shows, and, like, having um, a person just as passionate about creative things, he also really, really loves film um, and writing and short films and all that kind of stuff, and having someone who's just on that same trajectory as you has been like amazing and going up and doing a show and knowing that he's next to me and he knows exactly what he's doing. I know exactly what I'm doing and it's just about the moment. It's amazing. Mm. And same thing with my best friend Grace. Um, She is incredible and like having them be in that show really, really made it better too.
1: Mm. That's awesome. Do you want to quickly shout out anything upcoming? I know you kind of talked a bit about it. You're working on some stuff for the summer, maybe doing some shows. Do you have anything lined up?
2: Well, my graduating School of Rock shows are coming up. I'm in two this season um, Stevie Wonder, which is crazy, crazy hard too, it's like. <laughs> um, and then Southern Rock, which is so, so fun. So those are at the end of May. Um, and then BSB continues throughout the summer. We're going to be playing Music Fest August 11th. Um, so you should come watch cause we're, we're doing really, really cool stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we're going to be gigging all summer. And I guess just like I post on social media anytime yeah. there's something. Me and Kira have a page. It's Nat and Kira Music. Um, and my personal page, I always post about BSB gigs. Mm-hmm possible album maybe. possible i hope to get it done before college so awesome. yeah
0: and is that album that you're doing is that specifically you recording everything or are you having like kind of like little collaborations come in for things that you need
2: i'm gonna need your help <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: all right well thank you so much it's been awesome talking to you thank you
0: yeah so we could wrap it up are we ready yep. all right See you guys later.